0: Hello, hello, welcome back to the Spectre Cinema Club, a horror movie podcast with uh, a horror movie podcast obsessed with all the subgenres within. I am one of your hosts, Devon Taylor, and I am joined for a very special episode uh, by a panel of returning guests. We are doing a nice little bridge between Black History Month and Women in Horror, as uh, we are going to do a little panel discussion on Black Scream Queens and Final Girls. So, joining us, Last heard in season one, Talking J-horror films, they are a prolific writer and horror academic. Welcome back to the show, Danny Bethay.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me back. It's lovely to see and hear from you again, Devon. I cannot wait to chop it up about all things black women in horror. Can't wait.
0: Yeah, this is going to be fantastic. I uh, couldn't wait to get you back on the show. It's been uh, quite a long time, so it's going to be nice. And uh, also been a little bit of a, a while since they were back on the show. Uh covered two years ago when we did a whole month on Black Horror. Uh, fun fact, actually, Bones, uh, highest downloaded episode of the podcast still to this day. Um, So welcome back, the uh, co-host of the People Under the Scares podcast
2: and the face of Bobby Likes It Spooky, it's Bobby Torres hey hey hey! what's up y'all i'm happy to be back and wow highest rated bones <laughs> yeah crazy. people
0: people went crazy <laughs> for uh, crazy on the bones episode uh people were uh I, I guess it was like a you know around that time people were kind of uh everybody was wanting to give ernest dickerson his flowers that month so uh yeah people yeah. Uh, love bones and to this day still the highest download episode so congrats on that
2: yeah that, that that's that's good to hear bones is a a fun watch especially uh with all the craziness going on in that one so yeah if you guys listening to this you have checked out the episode of bones check it out it's really really good it was a lot of fun
0: really good stuff and of course um every uh crew of black folk uh isn't complete unless you have a white boy that's down for anything so leading (laughs) us through the panel today is my usual co-host garrett mcdowell
3: Hello, resident white boy, down for anything. Uh, I'm, You know, I am, I'm used to being like the token white guy at the cookout or whatever, so I feel right at home. This is terrific, uh, moderating this panel of these uh, very esteemed guests. Uh, for obvious reasons, yeah, not really going to be uh, throwing my hat into the ring too much. Uh, so I'm going to be doing the more uh, hostly duties for this episode.
0: So I'm really excited to, to dive on into this discussion here. Uh, and uh, before we get into like the main topic of uh, black scream queens and black final girls, as we are a podcast that we love talking about subgenres, uh, a little quickie to uh, get us uh, started is: um, what horror subgenre would you like to see a black director take a crack at that uh, maybe hasn't happened as much? Uh, Danny, if you'd like to kick us off.
1: Yeah, so there's a few, right? I'd love to see an action. Or a black horror movie with like a ton of like action, choreography, fight scenes. So whether that's a zombie movie or not, I don't care. Whether it's a hack and slash type thing. Just, you know, something like, because I know there's like people who are like chomping at the bit to really do some great action. um, And that would overlap with like a really good gore, like splatter flick, like really good uh, makeup and special effects Mm -hmm. for like realistic gore um and then my last would be a monster a really good monster movie i think we've i mean we've had a few um obviously Candyman, i think is one of our most i think that we can remember like whoa that was monstrous right uh his transformation sequence so i'd really love to see um how a black director or even a black special effects team would envision how their how their, protagonist antagonist morally gray character whatever would would they transform a la like um you know werewolf in london type thing where it's just one big transformation sequence or is, would it be like similar to Candyman, where he gradually goes through mm. this transformation so i think that would be really cool
3: it's interesting because I think, too, when we look at like the history of um uh, like black cinema, especially in regards to to horror, I think you do see action and you do see monsters, but it's never usually helmed by a black director. I think of movies mm-hmm. like Blade, obviously, but also like Attack the Block, which is predominantly about black folk starring black folk, but obviously jo- Joe Cornish, a famously white man. So I, I think that that's a great pick. Uh, but Bobby, what about
2: for you? Uh, for me, I want to see more werewolves in cosmic horror. I'm a big uh, werewolf person. I love my vampires. When I was younger, I used to be obsessed with vampires. But as I've gotten older, I was more into werewolves just because of the greatness of them. And I, I don't want the cutesy werewolves. Like, I'm more into like howling type werewolves and American werewolf in London. Like, just give me the beast, you know? So it'll be interesting to see, you know, a Black director uh to tackle that and see what they will do with it uh being as those especially since we don't get too many today uh it's, it's lacking so I, i'm i'm waiting to see that and then also cosmic horror because i'm into the otherworldly type stuff <laughs> and i'm interested to see uh see how you know a, a black director will even you know tackle that from a different space so yeah those are my two I think that's a great pick. And I, I think also with shows like
3: Lovecraft Country, I think that there's a real appetite mm-hmm. for that. And I'm, I'm curious mm-hmm. if any horror filmmakers will kind of um, dip their toes into that and put it on the big screen as opposed to the small one. Uh, but what about you, Devon?
0: Yeah, I I agree on the cosmic, because I think black folk have different existential problems than other people, so it would be cool to kind of see Mm -hmm. uh, that focus, and and I I got more thoughts on uh, on yours, Danny, with uh, the action pick uh, a little bit towards the end of the show, I'll pick back up on that, but... For me, um, uh, the first category that came to mind uh, is uh, a category that we love here, and it also has two categories. Uh, The fuck them kids (laughs) subgenre, which uh, can fall into one of two camps. You can either have the films that are not afraid to put young people in peril and kill them off if necessary. Um, But we also have the other category, which is like the evil kids. And that's kind of uh, the first thought I came to. I was like in like, you know, the kind of spawn of Satan Uh, Pantheon or uh, any of like, you know, just evil kids, uh, we don't get to see uh, the black side of it. And I think uh, it would be interesting to see the uh, fears of parenthood from a black couple. I think that'd be interesting with dealing with Uh, also giving us an iconic uh, evil black kid. Uh, I think that'd be fun. Let them wreak some havoc. Uh, You know, they they they're throwing out mom's wigs. Uh, You know, they're not they're not thawing out the chicken in time you know, the, you know, classic problems uh, that we all have, uh, you know, so I would like to see um a black director uh, take on something in the fuck them kids category. Uh, Devon, you were talking about iconic characters, and I think that that's a perfect segue into to
3: screen queens, because, you know, in preparation for this, I really wanted to do my due diligence and lots of research. Uh, but I looked, you know, about like five or six different uh, publications di- of different websites of like the best scream queens of all time, and across six of them, one black character, particularly like one 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 black uh, female character. So I, I think that this could be a real opportunity to shine some light on some characters who maybe are um underseen, underappreciated, or just aren't those ones that maybe pop up to your mind immediately. So uh, Bobby, let's kick it over to you. What do you got?
2: Um, so I have Miss Angela Bassett. Um, she's always doing the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I chose her because we all know that you know Angela can act her ass off she's just been amazing in the entertain, entertainment industry and um, in horror obviously we know she can kill it you know like she was an American horror story Coven and not even just Coven a few other uh, seasons of that but Coven's when she truly died as a uh, I think it was Marie Laveau and she killed it, and then on Vampire in Brooklyn, you know, she was great as that as a, um, a, a, a scream queen. Uh, so I would love to see more of her in there. But I, I feel like a lot of people don't even talk about that side of things. She was also on Critters, I believe, back in the '90s. So, yeah, like she's she's been definitely been doing her thing in hard, and um, I just feel like she definitely deserves a shout out more in a genre she was she uh, was
0: almost going to be my pick for this and i kind of switched it um because uh, i didn't know that she was in a uh, wendell and wild uh, which i haven't watched yet mm-hmm. but uh, she's one of the primary voices in that
2: i just I, tweeted that recently like before i got on here i like retweeted wendell and wild for people to watch so that's funny uh devon what about you
3: you said you were going to put angela basket but uh, bassett but who did you put
0: yeah, glad glad to give Angela Bassett flowers, and I do hope that she gets to do more. Uh, you know, even uh, I know she's uh, you know getting up there a little bit, but I think she's still got some action in her as well because uh, Angela Bassett has had some of the best arms in Hollywood for many many years. So would love to see her uh, uh, get a little down and dirty. Uh, for me, I went um, a little bit more contemporary because. I mean, it is kind of hard, uh, like, when you're kind of going back and, like, looking at people that made it, uh, you know, more regular thing to be in horror movies. Like, there's definitely, you know, some, uh, some black uh, queens back in uh, previous years, but, like, not many of them kind of stuck with the genre. Uh, even Angela Bassett, you know, she didn't really do a horror story until about, you know, 15, 20 years after uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. Uh, so, for me, a more contemporary choice would be Miss Jasmine Savoy Brown. Um, I love her so much. I mean, I think, uh, you know, as soon as uh, she was kind of introduced to the world uh, you know, uh, Yellow Jackets and Scream 5 coming out in the same year, uh, really kind of put her on the map in a big way. And, uh, and she brings so much charisma and, you know, uh, drama and the future of the Scream franchise aside, um, I think uh, she is just, you know, very fun. She kind of slid right into that uh, Meeks role as she is, you know, uh, related to Randy Meeks. Uh, she picks up that mantle and kind of does the horror aficionado nerd uh, that we love to see. Also a queer character and act, uh, uh, performer as well. And uh, and seeing her tap into that in Yellow Jackets as well. Uh, getting to do some really dark, fun stuff. Um, but the one that I need to shout out that people might not know about as much is Sound of Violence. Um, I describe it as if uh, Jigsaw wanted to be a uh, music producer instead. Um, This girl is vile in this film. Like, uh, you know, she has, uh, you know, she has like these kind of trauma issues and she deals with it with music and putting people in these like crazy music related death traps. And uh, it's uh, it's super interesting, uh, very dark, very gruesome. Uh, and she is, like, really fantastic in the role. So I would just love for her to stay uh, in, over here in uh, the dark genre world.
3: Yeah, Sound of Violence was the uh, first film that I saw uh, them in as well. So I'm glad that they've resonated beyond that. Of course, popping up in Scream, like you had said. Uh, but, Danny, what uh, who do you have?
1: So, you know, I was actually thinking uh, maybe going Devon's route about maybe an older actress. And I initially was going to be like, oh, obvious, Pam Greer. But... I wish that, you know, speaking of Bobby talking about Bones, I wish that, you know, beyond obviously her work in the 70s, she had some really great horror movies there um, with the second Blackula, and, you know, she, you know, had another kind of opportunity to showcase some of, like, what made her a legendary, like, actress from the 70s with Bones, and then there's another new movie she was in recently, I can't remember what the horror movie is, I'm so sorry, but, like. I think most people are like, uh, skip. (laughs) So I just
2: wanted.
1: Yes, the new pet cemetery that people are like, oh, pass. I was like, oh no. But anyway, my pick is Lupita Nyongo. And one of the reasons why I said, you know what, let's slam dunk Lupita Nyongo in this spot because she has just had such an interesting career from kind of all sides. And unlike, some of our other scream queens that have done a whole, you know, cavalcade of screaming, Lupita Nyong'o is the opposite, where a lot of her work is more of the uh, silent, you know, kind of um, silent genre or silent um, movie, more expressive in in the face expressing that heart with the eyes, the mouth, like full facial body contortions. So obviously with us, pivoting to something completely different with a zombie movie and little monsters. And then that trailer for a quiet place day one looked absolutely incredible. Speaking of silent acting, she didn't say a word in that trailer, but completely sold the character. So like, it's that kind of acting sometimes that we don't necessarily see a lot of Um, a quieter actress who really is just giving more physicality or facial physicality to evoke the horror rather than you know being able to scream at like a thousand decibels so i mm-hmm. think i think that kind of acting too i think is really unique so shout out to lupita nyongo
0: yeah yeah I, lupita's cool because like she's like gotten to do like one of each type of thing like i mean mm-hmm. in us she's getting to be you know the villain and the protagonist mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and then you know now we're getting to see uh her kind of give her like kind of creature feature uh final girl kind of flex in a uh, quiet place uh coming up as well uh, so it's like i like whenever they kind of get to do a little bit of all of it because like jasmine savoy brown she also is like she's gotten to play killer uh, she's gotten to mm-hmm. be a part of a final group i suppose mm-hmm. uh and then yep. you know in yellow jacket she gets to do some different things so it's like it's really fun when you get to see them like kind of get to do the full range of you know the different you know, roles of the horror world. Mm -hmm. I also admire
3: too, that she's an Oscar winner. Like she won an Oscar and then her like career trajectory from that point that she wasn't like, you know, turning her nose up at horror that she was like, no, Mm -hmm. let's have some fun and played some, you know, really wild characters, especially um, with us. But little monsters is such a great shout out. If you haven't seen that she is magnetic and, you know, obscenely charming in that movie. Uh, But you would talk uh, Devon you're talking about uh, screams and iconic Mm -hmm. characters and I think that horror would be of course nothing without its final girls and there are so many different ways to judge you know what makes a good final girl from like their agency to how memorable they are and of course you know how good is their scream so I'm curious uh, Devon who is uh, one of your favorite black uh, final girls.
0: Yeah, we, we each got two here. Uh, well, a couple of them are uh, also like kind of shared as well. So we'll have a few final girls up in here. Uh, so my first one um, is someone um, that uh, I really technically doesn't belong in Scream Queens or Final Girls category, but I still need to shout her out, uh, which is uh, Brenda Meeks across uh, the Scary Movie franchise. Um, it, because it, Regina Hall is just uh, she is so fantastic. She's so funny. Uh, she's technically not a final girl because she does die twice. Uh, in her four movies that she's in, um, uh, and and I and she uh, did master a couple years ago, but like really, she's uh mainly just kind of stuck in the scary movie franchise. But I had to shout her out because her and uh her and uh, Cindy are such a fantastic duo together. They really balance each other out in a fun way, and then are the only two characters that you know go on past uh, the second one to continue on the franchise. I think that says a lot about how much people uh, really love Brenda Meeks as a character. So I would love to see Regina uh, continue on do do uh, some more stuff in the horror genre. Uh, Danny, what about you?
1: Okay, so my first choice, actually, is uh, Tiana Paris' character from uh, They Clone Tyrone uh, named Yo-Yo. If you have not mm-hmm. seen They Clone Tyrone... It's definitely should put it on your watch list. I'm really fascinated by Tiana Paris. That the last time we saw her in a quote unquote horror role was in Candyman, but she is just such a versatile and gorgeous, just black actress who comes in and just kind of slam dunks the role. Like we saw her in WandaVision, you know, we've seen her in the MCU and the Marvels. Like it seems like she's not afraid to take on like the really cool nerd roles and she gets seems to be getting like the best ones. And also shout out to like an actress that similar to Lupita Nyong'o is a, another dark skin, black woman who's getting these opportunities who, you know, uh, is able to showcase like their natural hair. That's one thing that always kind of struck me about Tiana Paris as an actress. Like you always see her with these really gorgeous, beautiful, natural hairstyles. My second choice is Emerald Haywood, AKA Kiki Palmer. From nope uh just the way she just kind of stole that film you know from I'm not saying that Daniel Kaluuya didn't pull his (laughs) weight but it's just Kiki Palmer's energy is just so infectious Mm -hmm. that you know she's gonna clear like (laughs) no matter what so and then just capping that off with her saving the day at the end of the movie doing that really cool um uh really cool uh Akira motor- slide yes the Akira slide from you know from the anime just mm-hmm. like it was just it was just like a, a ribbon that was tied on that movie and then I didn't add it I should have because it just premiered last night but um the latest The Walking Dead uh the ones you know, those of us who live or whatever it's called the point is it's the deny guerrera show
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I don't think we of appreciate that enough, or have had a series that has followed a black character for this amount of time that usually sometime in there they're killed, they die, they don't come back to the series. But for Denai Guerrero to not only like stick with this character but like even writing some of the episodes. I heard that she wrote some of the episodes written and or directed, but like, that is just so cool to me. And shout out to her for like, playing this really cool sword wielding, armless zombie chain, <laughs> 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 leash wearing, walking zombie, cool person at the end of the apocalypse. I think what really just struck me about her character is we don't really see that enough about Black people that like, make it to the end of the world. And, like, not only make it to the end of the world, but I guess stay cool in the process or something. I don't know. She's unique, and I love that, so.
3: Yeah, uh, we had shown a lot of love to uh, Emerald Haywood in our uh, coverage of Nope. And Mm -hmm. just such a really well-written character in their arc throughout the film is just really, really beautiful. But, Bobby, I noticed that you also had Emerald in your list as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, her character?
2: I mean, Danny said it best. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) You know, Kiki, she killed it. Um, we recently covered Nope on our podcast, People Under the Skiers, as well. Um, and I was discussing over her just because, um, you know, she did steal the show. And I think everybody did such a great job in that movie. But uh, she was like the comedic relief. She was relatable. You know, just she was just a good time. And she was very smart and very smart. Uh, so yeah, she's definitely one of my face, but again, Danny said the best with, uh, uh, Emerald Haywood. Um, but my other choice is, uh, Gerilyn, Jerlene <laughs> from Demon Knight. <laughs> uh, I I think they say dearline, Gerolene. I'm going to just say Gerolene. I actually cause...
0: watched it this morning and they do say both. And I was
2: also getting yes. confused. I was like, wait, which is it? Tell
0: me which it is.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. I like Jeraline better. So I'm going to just say that. Um, but Jada Pinkett, like she absolutely killed that role. She's one of the best final girls to me. Um, she's caught in this situation and given a power that she does not understand and she uses it to survive. And I was just, I'm just always curious to know what, where is this character now? Um, and I would love to see a sequel to this because, you know, she was smart uh, she thought really quickly. She wasn't stupid. Um, she was a rebel. And um, a lot of people tend to forget about her at times. But um, yeah, I would love to see her come back for a sequel and pass the torch onto another Demon Knight uh, and see how that goes.
3: Now, Devon, I'm not happy about it, but I'm looking at your list here and there's some love uh, uh, for Alien versus Predator. Uh, do you care to explain yourself?
0: <laughs> yes. Good one. I do. Okay. That is a good so one. So here here's my yeah. thing. Uh, Alien vs. Predator Requiem. That's the one that is almost unwatchable because you literally cannot see. That's the really bad one. I think well, Alien vs. Predator. We're covering
3: him soon. We'll get into it. Okay, <laughs> we'll scrap it in a
0: few months. <laughs> that is true. But I think Alien vs. Predator. I think it's a. I think it's fun. I think it's fine for what it was. It's it's a versus movie. Um, but the character of Lex Woods, uh, in particular uh played by uh Sanaa Lathan uh who also plays uh Blade's mom. Uh so she's uh she's got some screen queen credibility. She's also in like some uh like kind of um darkly like erotic films from like the early 2000s. So like uh Sanaa's in here as well. And I mean, I have to put her in here because one, she is such a great rational character like she is kind of you know in the early 2000s we did do a lot of okay we're gonna have a female character surrounded by a bunch of guys and it's like kind of you know obvious but at the same time like it's very uh interesting watching like how uh how more calm and collected she is uh compared to the people around them and like the one that is actually like trying to learn things and like figure things out versus just like let me shoot my gun blah 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 and then as it uh, progresses once she does need to take action, she's ready to fucking take action. And she gets in there, and she earns the respect of the Yaucha. Like, I mean, she becomes an honorary predator herself, like, you know, to help up against Alien. I mean, not only is it a cool respect thing, I don't know. I'm a little freaky, and I feel some tension between them two as well. Um, That, that little, when he gives her the scar on the cheek, that's kind of intimate. I'm just saying, so I don't know. Uh, Lex Woods, progressive in many ways, uh, with her Yaucha romance, also. So um, I think it is uh, super cool that like she, you know, earns the respect of one of the most badass like kind of horror uh, monsters that in the genre. And and I wanted to comment on uh, Danny's uh, choice of uh, Tiana Paris um, because uh, I really like that you point out like you know she, uh, her and uh, Lupita are both you know they're very dark skin uh, black women. And I just watched Nanny last night, which. Didn't really love the movie. However, I did like how, like, specific it was for, uh you know, to have a dark-skinned African lead, but the way the movie is lit is so phenomenal, and, like, being able to kind of show, like, because pretty much the myth before was, like, always kind of like, oh, it's, like, harder to shoot dark-skinned black folk on screen, and it's like, no, you just need to know how to do it, and you need to uh, put in the effort, and, like, you know, films like Moonlight as well, like, kind of show, like, you know, when you light uh, dark skin in a particular way, it can be so damn beautiful. And like Nanny is such a great um example of that. So I love that you pointed out uh, Lupita and Tiana for that.
3: Uh, loving everything that you're saying. Uh, also, look forward to uh, Devon's <laughs> fanfic of <laughs> uh, uh the Yautja, uh and Lex Woods uh, coming to uh, our Patreon <laughs> at patreoncom Cinema. I got pages, uh, Bobby. You've got another uh, character in here
2: yes carla wilson uh carla wilson uh played by brandy brandy norwood uh so you know it's to be debated if you know she's a, a real final girl cuz some people just thought oh she just hid for the rest of the movie after being chased and then came out at the end you know when everything was done but um i th- thought she was great. She had an amazing chase scene. She fought for her life. You know, she gave us, you know, theatrics and drama and all that in her scene. And I still know what you did last summer. And um, I know there's talks in a sequel and, and I'm hoping to see her back too, because she's underrated. And every time um, I have a conversation about black final girls, um I always bring up Carla Wilson because she's one of the top tier ones to be talked about.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I think it like uh I mean no no disrespect to Jay Love, but um Carla is an interest uh infinitely more interesting character. I would have loved her to actually be the the uh final girl of or the like spotlight at least. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that even that's a testament to, you know, her as a character, her performance that like people are like, "No, we'd rather see her kind of get to do the action stuff and like and she doesn't, but hey, at least it, she was smart and she still survived."
1: Yes. But yeah, Brandy was, was and is that girl. So absolutely positively like no no yeah, like that Brandy was that girl to the point that you couldn't kill her in a movie or a TV show or whatever. Cause she was, I mean, she especially Black America specifically, she was Black America's princess. That you do not harm a hair, <laughs> a braid on on Brandy's head, okay? <laughs> that was a great choice, Bobby.
3: I love it. I love it. And obviously, a lot of the characters that we've mentioned have been portrayed by really talented actresses. uh, But I think that there's probably a few faces that maybe haven't dipped their toe into the horror genre that we would like to see. Um, So, uh, Devon, who are some actresses that you'd like to see get in the horror sandbox?
0: Yeah, so I, I had a couple choices here. Uh, my first choice, um, I mean, uh, she technically has done a horror film where she is a final girl of sorts, but I have not seen it. I don't think anybody has seen uh, Murder on the 13th Floor starring uh, one Tessa Thompson. Um, I think uh, Tessa Thompson, I think she, you know, has great charisma. She does, you know, genre E things, but she really hasn't done like a kind of a full-on horror film. And uh, I think she would be a great villain. Uh, as well, like I think uh, she could be like a really fun, like, uh, you know, femme fatale in a way. Um, but my uh, choice that I was I kind of thinking of whenever Danny mentioned wanting to see more action horror, um, I want to see uh, Betty Gabriel have her badass moment um because uh, she was a supporting character in the purge election year and she was this like myth like she's like this like famous purger but we don't like really get to see her do any of it we don't get to like see her like background like she has like one scene where she's doing action the rest of the time she's driving around the ambulance doing triage which is great but i'm like okay but i know she has the potential for it she's in great shape and i would like to see uh some more mature final girls you know like uh obviously we have we have a bevy of young stars that are coming and we'll get them in their various horror films um so i'd like to see uh some more mature actresses i uh, get something i think betty gabriel and again i mean she has appeared in get out but that was like a very brief uh dramatic role which she's fantastic uh in that one scene but um uh, I, I would love to see her kind of have her like kind of, you know, like a uh, single location battle her way out type of movie um or some sort of siege movie or some or her in the apocalypse. Like, I think she uh, has that that action grit to her and she would be fantastic at it.
3: it you had mentioned uh, Tessa Thompson. So I wanted to show some love to Annihilation because uh, Tessa oh, yeah. Thompson uh, yeah. is in that cast. And that is a freaky as fuck movie. <laughs> uh, Bobby, what do you have?
2: Um, so I have uh Yara Shahidi. So Yara Shahidi, um, I'm not too sure if people know about her, but she was in Blackish, and um, she had her own spinoff, Grownish, um, and I and I watched both of those shows because I just love her character. She's smart, intelligent, and definitely in real life. Um, and she's beautiful, and I can definitely see her in a horror film, and I want to see her in just like maybe like a jordan pill uh next horror film or something because i just know that she would kill it and that's just that's just a a dream of mine to to see her in a horror film because she's one of my faves as far as younger actresses coming up um in the uh, industry so um she's definitely one of my choices and i didn't write this down also but i just thought about this as i was talking about y'all um Coco Jones Coco Jones is also another uh beautiful talented actress um and singer and I just and chocolate woman and I just think that she would be amazing in the horror film as well um are there
3: any type of roles or like genres that you would love to see them you know play in or or you know kind of uh have some fun I,
2: with yes yeah, so I would love to see maybe uh Yara as maybe something opposite than what she normally plays. She normally plays like, you know, smart bookworm, you know, very intelligent. I want to see her play like a badass, maybe like a rebel, some something opposite uh, of what she is. Uh, and then as far as Coco Jones, um, I would like to see her Pretty much the same thing, because they're always playing like nice, um, nice characters, you know, and I just want to see them play badasses and they don't necessarily have to be villains, but maybe they can just have a little edge to them and they end up making it to the end as well. Uh, Danny, you have a, uh, a few uh, uh, actresses that you want to see here.
3: So uh, tell me about uh, who uh, really excites you.
1: So first of all, Lashana Lynch, who has just I mean, every role every role has been just a winner um obviously i think everyone like kind of fell at the altar of lashana lynch like recently when she was in the woman king when she played izogi that everyone like could see like oh so between that her her work in uh, james uh the or was the fact that now she's she's the literal 007 now right that she, you know, was in, you know, Captain Marvel, that she's had just all of these, just fantastic, like every role has just been a winner. And I think she would absolutely just clear uh, uh, any kind of role you threw at her. And I think she would just eat the horror genre, like, alive. Because she just has that stage, stage, stage presence, film presence <laughs> that, you know, you just can't, I don't know. She's one of those that, like, she'll steal a scene she hasn't even said anything and you're just like okay when is she gonna talk <laughs> what is she gonna have another line or just her aura something about Lashana Lynch's aura another actress that I'm really surprised has never done a horror anything Vanessa Williams everybody beloved Broadway film music I mean everything she's done everything most recently she's gonna be the new Miranda Priestley on Broadway mm. um which is going to be really cool, but I'm just saying, like, she's had these characters that have had this grit, and this steeliness, and even this, like, the sharp bladedness, that I feel like this time, as she's kind of moved into some of these roles, she would just really, like, either eat as, like, the villain, or an older actress, like, who lives, or something that would kind of defy expectations, like Bobby has said, like playing something against type or something like that. And then my final one, Halle Berry, even though I know she did Gothica back in the day, that was 2003. That was a long time ago. And just what, you know, speaking of actresses having just amazing careers past the age of 50, right? Like Vanessa Williams is one, Halle Berry is another one that like, we've seen that Halle Berry is like literally like one of the hardest working like women in film like right now especially like doing everything that she's doing like putting her body her physicality into these roles that either some that she's either self-financed or you know really put her own backing behind to get that image out there of a black woman doing the things that she's doing so I mean I mean and plus she's like everybody's like beloved favorite auntie so we're super excited for that. And plus, I think there's this new movie coming out that was announced that uh, it's supposed to star her and Angelina Jolie. It's supposed to be some type of action-y something or other. And like the internet completely like lost its mind. Like not the two of them together breathing the same air in the same movie. So like, yeah, Halle Berry, she would especially now it'd just really be cool to see her with like a baseball bat or brass knuckles or something like <laughs> knocking the head off a zombie or like turning like I don't know Jason Voorhees to like mush or something you know what I mean like it, I don't know just she would sell it like we know like John Wick bruise that she did on Netflix like we know that she can run for her life saving all these children and all of these save save a kid movies that she's done that we like know her for but like yeah Halle Berry Vanessa Williams they need some horror movies and they need them now
0: they definitely could turn up in uh some more some more uh edgy more darker kind of things I was like of look at like some of our other like uh black queens that like it's surprising like haven't done more Uh, I was going to say Gabrielle Union, but she actually had like a little run in like the like late 2000s of doing like a lot of like black erotic thrillers or these like kind of like mid-budget thrillers. Uh, So she's got some in there. But uh, Taraji P. Henson, she doesn't really have uh, much genre work in her filmography. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think she would be fantastic uh, uh, in various different horror roles, especially a villain. Taraji P. is like a cold-blooded, like real good horror villain. Ooh, that'd be fun. I had noticed something
3: similar, too, when you guys were talking, especially with Halle Berry, like you were discussing, has been in a lot of thrillers, but not necessarily like full-fledged horror movies, which is strange to think about because horror is a genre that has always been really dominated by women, uh, but I think sometimes can be guilty of excluding Black women, but why do you think it's important uh, beyond just the importance of representation to see black women in horror as a genre, as opposed to maybe, you know, a comedy or a drama? Why do you think horror, especially it's imperative that black women, you know, remain as much a part of it as any other woman? Uh, let's go
2: to uh, Bobby. Um, I just feel like because, you know, we all have stories, especially black women have stories and they can tell them, you know, um, I'm going to go back to Danny when you mentioned Vanessa Williams and it's funny because she was in a horror movie called Bad Hair, which a lot of people don't talk about mm. as often just because it was directed by a um, gay black man and a lot of people thought that movie was done in poor taste because they didn't, and he, he wasn't showing uh, pretty much what, how it was to actually have, you know, African American type black texture here a lot of people said it should have been directed by a um a black woman because obviously they know um so again going back to that they have stories and i feel like they can do things a lot better <laughs> um and like you said a bit beyond representation uh there's just so much you can do like we don't have a, a enough uh black final girls black uh uh women that are villains um to even like Devon's point with children you know evil children like black characters in that in in that way so there's so much to tell um, coming from a black woman's point of view um, outside of just being a villain or even just a good guy a good a good person so um, for me I would just say storytelling storytelling 100% there's so much that I'm sure that we can see and hear from a black woman's point of view Um, It's just that a lot of them just didn't get, you know, that, you know, that chance, and I'm hoping soon. So that's why I keep supporting what we have now keep supporting all the black women as far as directors, writers, and uh, we'll get more of them definitely.
3: Um, Danny, what about you?
1: I am absolutely gonna like 100% kudo what Bobby just said. And you know, the way I completely forgot that she was in in bad hair, like I completely forgot, like how did, oh, that passed. I don't know how that slipped my mind completely, but that just kind of maybe goes to show that her role or what was written for her was not enough to leave a good kind of meaty impact on the film, right? Like you have Vanessa Williams use Vanessa Williams right so um I I, you know and I'm gonna I'm gonna second that what Bobby said about we have stories we have mythologies like all of us have our monster stories right like we love horror that like black people love some horror okay I don't care if it's young people middle age older that like is something that we've just grown up in. It's just been in the culture. It's been in the zeitgeist that we all have this affinity and love for horror. And we all kind of have our own uh, kind of pieces of the genre that we really dig, but it's important to see, you know, black women messy and complicated, but also like black women that survive because you know it's either one one or the other in real life that you know we're written out we're excluded we're killed if we're if we're trans we're either a not there b our role is stereotypical and limited or c like you're you know murdered on or off screen right like that's kind of sort of beginning to change but we need more so that we can have all those peaks and valleys and nuances like we need every single like bit of, you know, black girls and black women. And I'm I'm going to second that, which you mentioned Devon about children that like, we really, really, that's really where we've kind of been slacking off. But I know that's also like a labor and an ethics issue about casting children in horror movies. So like, I know that's a tenuous conversation that, you know, maybe as a community, we should like have, like, are we going to have black heart kids or not? Are we gonna have kids in the film industry period, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um like maybe we could have something like um uh gosh what is the movie? See it's 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 um 823 people. Uh the movie um that everybody just fell all over themselves for uh doll, killer doll, um Oh yeah uh, ventriloquist
2: Mag- or, or Megan?
1: Megan see okay. like oh, okay Something you know, something like that. Something young, pop culturally. Yeah, like you know in the I mean? in the coming like of age fun. vibe as
0: well. Like you know, like because like even like you know, well when we saw it, chapter one, like who's the character that got the shaft? The black kid who got like his like whole thing from the book and the miniseries taken away from him and given to another kid in the group. You know, so it's like mm-hmm. yeah, nice. we could definitely use yeah more more in the more in the coming of age and that's my kind of thing too is uh you know just we need more variety you know I think it is important because like Bobby said like it goes into the different stories that need to be told um you know horror is also about exploring fears and fears are different you know from person to person especially within different Mm -hmm. ethnic groups as well so like I kind of want to see a little bit more of that and you know because I think even the black horror that we do get you know we it's still kind of a lot of like women suffering you know like i mean they tried to make antebellum a thing a few years ago and i was just like nope nope i'm i'm really done with you know horror slavery movies i don't need it please but like that's why we were both uh you know we were all saying like let's get, you know, more black women in action horror, because we want to see them triumph, you know, we want to see, you know, them be badasses, like, how many old man action films do we have, you know, and it's like, ooh, look at that old white guy go, it's like, okay, but, like, can we get, like, you know, see a, a mature black woman, you know, going out and, you know, taking care of business, or being a powerful villain that somebody fears, you know, and, you know, striking, and because there's even still a power into that, that's why we love Candyman so much, because, you know yes he has a tragic background but it's like it's also cool to see you know this you know very large intimidating you know you know black man striking fear into people like you know that you know there is a satisfaction even in that you know in uh you know especially when you're kind of uh looking at social issues you know uh within the stories that you're telling so yeah i think we just need to get a lot more um a lot more variety you know because each you know each subgenre can you know, spawn off, you know, new branches, depending on, you know, what, you know, who the focus is of that, you know, film.
3: Uh, oh, look at that old white guy go is also the name of this upcoming election. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much to everybody who uh, joined in on this uh, discussion. This was, you know, really insightful. And I, I'm sure our listeners really appreciate, you know, everything that you guys have to contribute. Uh, but speaking of which, where can other people find you? What other stuff are you guys working on? Uh, Bobby, what have you got going on in your life?
2: Um, So right now, um, I'm still doing People Under the Scares with my co-host, Michael Anthony. Uh, We're in our third season, uh, so hopefully many more from us. I'm also Scream Kings right now, um, which is a group of us, me, Tama, Michael, um, Mark, uh, just talking about Final Girls, uh, different hard themes, and just a lot of arguing and bitchiness going on on that YouTube channel. A lot of fun. And um, Bobby likes the spooky. I'm going to bring that back. I've been neglecting my baby for a little bit because I've been a little busy, but, you know, it's time to show the YouTube channel some love real quick. So, um, yeah, those are all the things I have going on right now. And I just want to say thank you for bringing me back on. I had a blast talking with you all tonight. Thank you so much for coming again. Uh, Danny, what about you?
1: Okay, cool. Speaking of, um, since we were talking about Bones, before the month is out, I'm going to drop a new piece about Bones. it's going to be a, a good meaty retrospective and even my thoughts about uh well you know i'm 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 the writer so it's going to go deep it's going to go it's going to go in depth um everybody uh, be on the lookout for that that's going to be on my medium page um i'm also going to post it on twitter it's not x to me it's still twitter um you can find me at where the horror resides at the danny buffet but um recently just did an interview um at dread central Um, We just had an interview panel over there. We talked with uh, some other, you know, uh, Black women writers, um, Black women horror writers um, about, you know, their experiences and us talking about some horror in the industry, literal and metaphorical. Um, What else do I have going on? I have some other things cooking, so stay tuned, but if you want to find more of my writing, even just give my name a Google um, on YouTube or even just like online and you'll be able to find like all the stuff that's attached to me. And I've got my plugs on my Twitter page. So.
3: Uh, Bones, the gift that keeps on giving. It's gotten so much, uh, so much play this episode, Uh, just like our episode got a lot of play. Uh, Devon, what have you got?
0: Yes, uh, definitely. We'll have links to everything uh, down below. Uh, Excited for uh, an in-depth look on Bones because uh, the -the behind-the-scenes featurette for that is also really fun. And uh, uh, Scream Kings is also fantastic. If uh, you wanted to uh, hear barbershop talk but instead of sports, it's horror movies. Um, so make sure you give that a a listen as well you can find me at the usual places at underscore daddy disco you can hear me over on pot and pendulum we're covering the paranormal franchise uh, paranormal activity franchise coming up and uh, and yeah you can hear all the usual things make sure you are uh, check us out on patreon.com slash specter cinema and like i said uh, we are kind of bridging in uh, going uh, from Black History Month into women in horror. So, uh, our first episode coming up, uh, hot topic on Twitter this week uh, American Psycho. So, get your rewatch in and uh, see uh, our thoughts on that. But. Now go ahead and do it for this week's episode of the Spectre Cinema Club. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Subscribe to not miss a thing. You can follow us on social media at Spectre Cinema on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, a nice little review. We appreciate you. But until next time, guys, stay lifted.